0: Thanks for tuning in to the audio edition of our Sunday Sermons. For more information about Cornerstone, visit cornerstonerome.com. Hey,
1: Hello. my name is Mackenzie Temple, and I'm one of the adult leaders for the youth. And so today, we're going to continue our series on villains, and we're going to be covering Goliath. Not as much Goliath, the villain, as much as the Goliath that we face every day as teenagers. So... Um, We're going to start in 1 Samuel 17, 4 through 11. It says, A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his head, on his back. Whoops. (laughs) His spear shaft, like a weaver's rod, and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the other Israelites were dismayed and terrified. So it goes on later, um, a few verses down, to say that he did this 40 days. Every morning he come and terrify the Israelite soldiers. And so when I read this, I think of how Goliath taunted us and these Israelite soldiers, these Men were the best soldiers. They slayed no second thought. Like they just went into battle and did what God told them to do. But they listened to Goliath, and they started to to doubt themselves. And so I feel like this is something that um, we do too. We listen to the enemy, and we have a lot of self-doubt. And so today we're going to talk about how um, we have our own Goliaths. As we face on a daily basis, like fear and anxiety and stress, and how that plays in. So, give it up for our lovely panelists. So, I just wanted, uh, would y'all mind sharing a little bit about yourselves? I know the video did a little bit, but.
2: Good morning. How are you? Uh, my name's Taryn. Um, people in the youth call me tea Cuddle because I love hugs. But um, I've lived here for about three years, and I live with the Coopers. Um, <laughs> and I actually just graduated high school, so I'm off to uh, Kennesaw State, where I'm going to be um, majoring in psychology, so.
0: All righty. Hello, everybody. Um, my name's Alicia. The youth group knows me as Lily, and um, I'm a senior at Rome High School. Oh, almost there. I'm so, so excited. And... Um, I love Disney. I love it so much. I was kind of, like, jealous when, on the video, when Taryn was like, I want to meet Walt Disney. And I was like, well, dang it, that should have been mine. Like, I'd love to meet him. And so, yeah.
3: Hey, I'm Sam. (laughs) The youth group calls me Sam.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sam, I am.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I just graduated from Pep and I'm going to be going to GNTC. And... uh, and uh yeah.
1: Thanks, Sam. <laughs> well, I am to the uh youth group. I'm Templeton. That's a rat, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And I I'm going into my second year at Emory, so we're all about the same life stage. So we're gonna get on. We're gonna get started. So What would you say is a major Goliath or fear that you face on a daily basis, whether it be at home, work, school, and even church?
2: Okay, so for me, um, since I'm graduated, one of my biggest fears was fear of the future because graduating is a really big deal, and I really had no direction, and I really didn't know what I was doing. So for that fear of just not knowing what was happening was just really daunting and Gary?
0: (laughs) So my Goliath was change and um, failure. So for change, I kind of like, I don't like surprises. Like, I like knowing the plan and like, okay, everything's going smoothly. And if there's a sudden change, I'm like, bam, I'm like, oh my gosh, what? (laughs) And I don't know how to react to it. And so I guess for me, that's like dealing with that change, that sudden change, I guess. And for um, failure... As everyone knows in the youth group, I am very (laughs) competitive. (laughs) And so, um, just, um, I have a lot of competitiveness, I guess, with myself. Like, um, when I make a mistake or something, I really, like, beat myself up about it. I'm like, I should have been, I should have done better. I know what I could have done. I, like, I analyze it. I'm like, I could have done this, this, and this to make it better. But I didn't. And so, it's a lot... There's a lot of outward competitiveness and
3: inward as well. All right. I just want to preface this. I didn't write anything down. (laughs) I'm just kind of winging it. (laughs) So uh, one of the things that I guess my Goliath is uh, I was scared about graduating. I barely got by. (laughs) And and so I'm scared that whenever I get to college, I'm not going to be, like, doing what I need to do, and I need to. So, yeah.
1: So, what do you think has caused these fears to become present in your daily
2: life? Okay, so for me, obviously, it was um, the fear of the future, but I think a major cause of it is um, change, and throughout my life, um, I've changed a lot. There's been a lot of change, because when I was young, I experienced loss, and that led to a lot of moving, and in my 18 years, I've moved about 13 times, so... I know change, but this was a little different because it was something that I had to go into basically blind, but um, definitely that and also the fact that I felt very alone and isolated because I was away from God. So coming back to God really helped to go through this, um, and I feel much better going into it now because I'm more prepared because I have God.
0: So, the cause for me, for change and failure for me, is that they're both unpredictable. And so, I guess I'm afraid of the unknown, and I don't know what to expect. And so, therefore, I kind of have to, like, put, I have to put trust in God and have faith that he's going to take care of this no matter what. Like, I have no reason to be scared, because he's always going to turn it
1: for good.
3: So, it was like... What brought him present? Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I guess, I don't know, I've had a lot of tragedies in my life, which made me not do what I need to do in school, which made me to where I need to, you know, try to catch up constantly. So I think that's probably something to do with it. Okay.
1: So the next question is, we all see that we have our own Goliaths, but how do we become the Goliaths in fear in order, yeah, how do we overcome them to become the person that God has called us to be? So with that, we have uh, a few points, and if you were here for Pastor Ronnie's message last week, I really liked them, so they're going to sound a little familiar. (laughs) So, um, our first point is we must accept who we are. Oh, this looks so fun when you're up here and you see that. (laughs) So, As teenagers in today's world, acceptance and rejection are major goliaths that we struggle with. I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but when you talk to my friends and anybody else, we all have these kind of struggles. And so in order to overcome our fears and struggles, we must accept that we have been created in God's image and that we have been made the way we are for a certain reason. So I have a few questions for you guys. What would you say... No, would you say that it is hard to accept yourselves in the chaos of every day as teenagers?
0: Yes, definitely, (laughs) especially in high school.
1: Okay. I would say that I struggle with comparison on a daily basis, which is something that I struggled with in high school with my friends and my classmates. And, I mean, it comes out of school, too. It doesn't matter. But um, is this something that has held you back from accepting who you are as a person and as a person in Christ?
0: Um, for me, yes, definitely, because, um, social media is such a big push right now, just, you know, just millennial, I guess, I don't know, but anyhow, we, like, I don't know, I, like, get super obsessed sometimes, where I'm like, I gotta make my story, my Instagram story so cute, like, cause that's what, you know, the public, or the people that I follow want, and so, I let that energy, I guess, consume me a lot, and so, um, And it's just, I compare other people's um, social media with, I'm like, wow, they're so cute, and oh, just wish. And then, but also, I compare myself to, like, that, but that's just not, that's not it. Like, comparison is everywhere. Like, um, I find myself sometimes comparing my relationship with God to other people's. Because, like, I'm like, wow, like Sadie Robertson. I'm like, oh, my gosh. She has a great relationship with God. Like, why can't I be like her? And I'm like, why, why am I comparing my relationship with the Creator with somebody else? Like, God made me exactly the way I needed to be, and I have to make that effort to go and make a connection with Him so that I can have that, um, just have that friendship.
3: I guess I'm kind of the anomaly, because I don't really care. (laughs) I just kind of do whatever, and if they don't like it, I'm sorry. I mean, obviously, adults and stuff, I do what they told me to do. But, like, my peers and stuff, I don't. It's whatever.
1: (laughs) Well, we all wish to be Sam sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. So, what has helped you strive towards acceptance and lose the fear of rejection?
2: Um, For me, I think, like when I compare myself, I compare myself to people I think that are better. So I have to remember to remind myself of my truth, which is I am a child of God, and he has created me the way I am for a purpose for now. It's not for someone else. So if we're created for a purpose that we can only fulfill being who we are, we have to step into that. So we have to remember that.
1: And kind of just answer my next question but I'll ask it in case somebody else wants to answer but what do you think we as Christians can do to learn to accept ourselves as we are?
3: I guess whenever you go to school nowadays they don't really allow Bibles or praying but when, like whenever you go home you can stay in that and try to you know read your Bible pray and stuff and that, I think that'll help a lot because that's kind of what I've been doing recently and it's helped With staying straight.
0: For me, it's just... Sorry. (laughs) For me, it's just reciting the word because um, whenever I get into that self-doubt type of thing, um, I go back to God's word and I just memorize those verses that um, show confidence because that's a thing that I need. And so I'm like, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God has a plan for me. I just... Just saying those over and over again, eventually you're gonna believe it. And so when you have that confidence, people are gonna notice that and they're gonna be like, What's different about you? And you get to tell them why you're you're just happy and you're just you know who you are and it's just awesome. Good job, baby. Thanks.
1: So I have a few verses to go along with this. Um, just like Terrence there, and alicia just said about um things that you can repeat to yourself over and over again so my first one is in genesis 127 and it says so god created mankind in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them so i think to me this just reminds us that we are created in his image and we are what he has called us to be and we're his perfect masterpiece so we have to remember that Um, Going on, we have Ephesians 2.10. It's one of my favorites. It says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And then I have Psalm 139.14. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. So I think the thing is, is that we have to realize that we are made in God's image and we have we have to see the beauty in that that we're all supposed to be different but that's why God called us to be this way so we have to remember that we're not supposed to compare and we don't really need to worry about acceptance or rejection because we're already accepted in God's eyes because he made us that way so our second point <laughs> is is that we must acknowledge that there is a real enemy. I'm just trying. (laughs) The devil is real, and he is constantly striving to pull you down. And for a lot of Christians, including myself, he does this through self-doubt and exaggerating your fears. He finds a weakness and amplifies it. And I know for me, this is something that I'm struggling with, That I want to say it's outside world and it's just me, but... I mean, we have to realize that there actually is an enemy, and he finds your weakness, and he just keeps on and keeps on and keeps on until it breaks you down, because that's his goal. So, the devil. Wait, where am I at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The devil defeated us. uh, The devil defeats us again and again on a daily basis. Why do you think that is?
2: Uh, I think that that happens because we think we can do it on our own. And we think, oh, we're strong enough. We totally got it. And so we go against them, not remembering that we have a God that can do it all on his own. And so we step back and we say, no, we totally got it. And then we fail, and we wonder why. But it's um, because we neglect God sometimes, I think. For me, um, this whole college thing (laughs) has been really hard. And there was a moment where I felt really alone and I didn't know what I was doing it was because I wasn't engaged with God at all and I totally neglected him and I blamed him for it and I said why am I so alone and um I forgot that he's should be in the middle of our struggles not in the beginning or the end he should just be with us in all of it um because that's when we need him most so it wasn't until I turned around and said I need you that he was there and he helped me through that
0: I said that basically the devil wants you to be in a constant cycle. He wants to just keep um, weighing you down and just breaking you apart. And so he, because he's like, they'll listen to me more than they'll listen to God sometimes. And so they'll continue to just beat you down. And so um, you just have to realize that you can get out of that trap and that you have to just acknowledge okay, there is a devil and he knows my fear. And then you have to say, God, this is my fear. Help me conquer this.
3: Yeah, most people forget that Lucifer, like the devil, was God's right-hand man for a little bit. He, like, watched him make us. So he knows how to get to us pretty easily. So you just got to remember that, you know, God is way more strong than Lucifer. So (laughs) you can just turn to him and pray about it and stay with him and not listen to the devil.
1: So Taryn kind of touched on this, but why do you think your human nature is to try to fight a battle against Satan on your own?
2: Um, I guess it's because we, obviously we think we're just strong enough or that asking for help is weakness. Like for me, I, I think like, oh, I don't need help. And when I do, I'm thinking, well, why can't I just do it on my own? And so when... I guess when I sit back and think, I really do need God, that's when he shows up. But we have to let him in. So the moment I ask for help, he says, okay, I'm here. What do you need? So I think it's really important.
1: So why do you think our human nature is to try to fight spiritual battle in our own strength and without God?
0: I think it's because we don't know what God's going to do next. And we want to know what he's wants to do with us because you know it's our plan so we're like god can i get a little inside scoop but god's like no (laughs) this is why you trust me (laughs) and so um we stay um complacent and we're just like okay i don't know what he's gonna do so i'm just gonna sit here and so god just god's like no (laughs) he's like i want you to trust me and so we think we it's like um what taryn said we think we have to do it all on our own and it's just we think we got this, and we're like, I got this. I don't need anybody. I can rule the world. Like, it's just, and so sometimes God's like, no, that's why I'm here. <laughs> and so he just wants you to um, lean on him and be like, look, there is, a, there is a devil, and you can't do this all on your own, and that's why you need me. And so it was just we don't know what God's going to do next, and so we just think, oh, well, since he's not doing it immediately, I'm going to try and fix it all on my own because I know what I think is right for my life.
1: I would, I would agree with that because going into my first year of college, it was hard because I didn't want to trust anybody. I just wanted to do it all on my own, and you can't do it. and I would always be like, God, what freak? Come on. Like, I want these friends. I want this. Like, what is going on? Like, this is not the movie. This is not the ABC family TV show. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is this not fun? And he was like, you just got to trust me. And I'm like, no, I'm not. But when you do, it does make a difference. I'll tell you that. Because I had to learn the hard way. Um, So... This is a question that I'm asking for myself as well, because, I mean, this is something that I still struggle with, is trusting in God and everything. How can we learn to put our trust and rest in God's strength when trying to fight a battle such as facing our Goliaths?
3: I think you've got to start with the little things first. You can't just go from not trusting God to God handle all of this stuff. Um, you just got to start with like the little things, like, say... You're just walking down the street and God's like, hey, give that guy a dollar. He may need it, he may not. But if you think that you should give it to him, you think it's God, you should just do it. Because like Pastor Stevens says, like if you do it with the small things, it's way easier to do it with the big things.
1: So, so I have a few verses for us. I have John 10.10. 10. It says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. In 2 Timothy 1, 7, it says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And then in 1 Peter 5, 8-9, it says, Be alert and sober of mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, stand firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. And so um, I like this verse because it kind of sums up that the devil is real and that he's, like it says, he's roaring around like a lion trying to find his next prey, and he finds the weakest. If you've ever watched, what is it, Animal Planet or Planet Earth, it's always the little one, you know? It's always the little runt, and I always feel bad, and I cry, but (laughs) that's how it is. Um, But I like how in this verse it says that Um, You have a family of believers, and they're all doing these same sufferings. Like, they're all going through it. Um, And so that leads me to my third point, which is we need each other. So God called us together as a church for a reason. We were never made to do anything on our own. And as Taryn and Alicia and Sam have all said, that we try to fight things on our own, but that's not what we're supposed to do. And it even says, like, In Genesis, God found that it wasn't healthy for Adam to live alone, so he created Eve. So it just shows that even from the beginning, he never meant for us to do anything on our own. So, let me flip my paper over. Yeah, this is it. (laughs) So it is important to find refuge in one another because one might have the answers you need, which is why, little plug, that we do small groups. (laughs) We'll hear a little bit about that later. But, so. God created us to, us to encourage one another along our spiritual walk. And, I mean, even when I just sit here and talk to Taryn sometimes, it's like he speaks through her. She doesn't even know what's going on, and she just, like, like, lights it up. And I'm like, how did you even know that? And you just give me the perfect thing, and that's what I needed for the day. And so I think it's important to realize that you never know who God will choose to speak through you to get to you. It could be somebody on the street. It could be your best friend. I mean, it could be a classmate. You never know, so you have to keep an open mind. And trust that you can talk to people about things. So, some questions I have. Do you have that person or small group that you can confide in?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I have, um, well, my family, obviously. They are very important to me, and they have been there... um, since the beginning, obviously, but they were there when I needed them the most. So when I moved here three years ago, um, it was pretty dark, and my mom ended up leaving, and so I needed people in my life, and they were there, and they were the support I needed. But not also that. My youth group was there, and when I was going through this hard time, they were my light, and they were, you know, always there and always supportive. So I feel like you're, always, you're going to feel alone at one point in your life, but there will be people that will be your light, and you just have to find them because they love you.
3: Yeah, I think even though I don't talk to them very much, I can always lean back on my family, and I know I can. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, they help me out a lot with stuff, try to make me do what I need to do. Even though sometimes I don't listen, but (laughs) yeah, them and uh, the youth group and Emily, my girlfriend, I know I can always like lean back on them and trust them and talk to them about whatever I need, like at that time. So
1: I ship it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you ever had someone pray with you over your fears or your Goliaths and saw change occur?
2: Yes. Prayer is very important to me. I think when I'm in a rut or a hole, I pray and I receive peace and um, stability from that. So when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, uh, I was very afraid and I was very alone. So I had to figure out, is this what I need to do or is this what I want to do? And um, eventually I figured it out. But the people around me, praying with me and they um, they just brought so much clarity so it's very important
0: for me there was a certain season where I had made um, a huge mistake and had failed and I honestly that was the most I had like beaten myself up about it and I was like how is my uh, the person who I made this mistake to I was like how can I make it up to them and everything I was like there's nothing in the world that I could do and it just really um God really opened a door and was like, this is how people feel when they've sinned. And they're like, they think that God can't forgive them. And I was like, I had never felt that before. And so it was just um, inspiring to be like, God does forgive. And so through telling my parents, because they were the people that I went to during this time, they um, they helped me and they prayed with me. And their prayers gave me confidence about the situation and just gave me more insight into what God is really like.
3: Yeah, whenever, like, what happened with my stepdad happened, uh, I didn't go to church for a little bit, and when I did, I didn't really care or listen, but then one time, I uh, we were at some, like, meeting thing, and collide. whatever one's at West Rome over here, and um, Pastor Stephen prayed for me over it, and then from that point on, I was just like, I mean, it didn't go away like that, but it was... A lot, a lot better. And I actually started listening in church and caring. And so.
1: Have you ever isolated yourself while trying to face your Goliath? Like, did you ever realize that you couldn't do it on your own? If so, what did it take for you to realize this? Because for me, it took going through the fire in school and walking through it to realize that. Why was I worrying like God had me the whole time and sitting here holding my hand even when I feel like he's not? So what is it taking for you guys?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, of course, I've isolated myself. And um, I think, oh, I can do it on my own. I totally know what I'm doing. But I didn't, so I'll show this part. Um, senior year was really uh, hard because I had no idea what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to go into healthcare and i was like okay highlands i'm going to totally do it it's going to be fine and then there was a moment where i just i just gave up and i was like i don't know and there was, i got very <laughs> very lonely and i was trying to face it on my own and i ended up just procrastinating through the whole process so i got nothing done and it took being alone and feeling alone for me to, I had to say, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and he said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, um, psychology maybe. And he said, is that your dream? And I said, yeah, it is. And he said, then follow it. And I said, but I can't, I can't do it. There are these things that happen and you know, how are we going to afford it? And what are we going to do? And he said, relax. (laughs) He said, why would I give you a dream you can't pursue? And I said, okay. And he said, do you trust me? (sighs) Yeah, I do. And he said, okay, good. Then go for it. And that, okay, so that was the beginning. Okay, so KSU was where I wanted to go. So I applied, got accepted, got housing, got financial aid, all in a span of three weeks. And that was the moment because I had said, I trust you. This is what I want to do. And he followed all the way through. And now I'm going. That's where I'm going. So three weeks is nothing. But it's all because I surrendered and said, I need you.
0: For me, it was more, for me, when I, I was kind of alone during this whole process of me failing, I had, um, <laughs> had a college class, which ooh, was my finest moment. But um, it was just during that season, I just didn't really care. I was like, I'll pass with a C. I was like, it'll be fine. And so me not caring, well, led me to failing. So it really was my own fault. But it was because I thought I had to do that whole process of doing dual enrollment while I was still in high school. I was like, I have to do this all on my own. Like, I, I don't have... I don't have anybody to turn to, and so God was like, he told me, he was like, you need help, and I was like, several times, actually, he told me, he's like, you need help, you need to go, go to tutoring, go to your teacher, and I was like, I I didn't listen, (laughs) and so it was just, it was a lot of um, pain in the end, because he knew that, um, failing was just, not, it's not my thing. <laughs> and so it was just um, crazy to think about. I was like, wow. And so God was just like, tell somebody because they're going to help you through this. And I was like, but they won't understand. They don't understand what I'm going through. But when I when I told my parents, they were like, we could have helped you so much through this. And I didn't realize that. I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't realize you could have helped and so it was just going to somebody you trust and being like um, confront not confronting but like admitting that you're struggling because if it's people you love they won't care they'll just want to make you better they want you to grow and have a healthy relationship with god
3: Yeah, I really isolated myself with the whole Paul thing, because like, I mean, people thought I was doing okay. I put on the face. I, I just didn't. I didn't say anything about it to anyone ever. I didn't like talking about it. But then I started to talk about it. Started praying about it. You know, talked to Emily. Talked to the youth a little bit. The small group for the high schools, and yeah, it just helped a lot once I actually, you know, admitted that there was a problem and. I need to deal with it, so yeah.
1: So I have some more verses for you guys. <laughs> uh, in Matthew eighteen twenty, it says, "For where two or three are gathering my name, there I am with them." I think this shows that we really are supposed to come together and pray together about our feelings and our struggles, because God says it right here that He wants us to come together, and then He's there with us. You're never alone with it. In Romans 1, 11 through 12, it says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. In Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, it says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet each together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. In Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12, it says, Two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And if, when I read this, you have this one person and the other, and it says a cord of three. So it shows that when you have these two people together, God is that other strand. And when you're with them, you can't be broken. And then in Galatians 6, 2, it says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So I just think it shows that we're supposed to be together and that we're never made to fight anything alone, even though we think we are, and that's where a lot of us struggle. Speaking from what you said and I've said, and
3: I know other stories,
1: and I just know that we're not supposed to do it alone. So that's why you find small groups. And <laughs> Park will give you some information about that after service. So our fourth and final uh Point is that we must stand our ground This means that we must realize That we cannot face our Goliaths without God He's the only one who can erase all of our fears We must have vigilance and endurance In the spirit of God In order to face and conquer our fears We must have a personal relationship with God To fight the enemy and his obstacles That he has created Such as fear or worry or anxiety And Pastor Ronnie said this last week, and I just love it. He said, Pick God in the lead, and everything will follow in place behind it. So I think we have to stand our ground as Christians and say, God is first, and he'll take care of the rest. Amen. So, what can we do as Christians to strengthen our faith in God to help us resolve our Goliaths?
2: Um, I think we can, I think it's a daily thing. So, we have to um, spend time with God daily to get stronger. Um, I heard this... I don't even know where I heard this, but I love it. And it's um, intentional consistency. So you can be intentional but not consistent with God. Or you can be consistent and not intentional. So it takes both And saying, I want to spend time with you, and I'm going to do it all the time. Because that's how we get stronger, and that's how we get closer to God. And the closer we get, the easier we'll be to give him our struggles or whatever we're dealing with. So... The closer you get, the easier it'll be. And if you do it daily, it just, it's better.
0: So I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that. It was, mine was having an intentional desire to get close with God. Because if you want to get close with him, he'll meet you halfway. So if you do your part, then he'll do his part. And you'll just, you'll have a better relationship with him. And so that just, the closer you get to him... the the better you'll see the world through his perspective because that's something I also struggle with was like seeing other people's situations because I judge and I'm like oh my gosh why is this person being so mean to me or something like that and God's always like well you don't know what they've been through and so they could be hurting and they just you know you're the first person that they talk to and they just all that hurt comes out and so that's been something I really had to deal with is just Having compassion and learning that I don't know everybody's situation, and so I have to give them the benefit of the doubt.
3: Yeah, they pretty much summed it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got it. One more. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, dang. <Sorry>. All right. <laughs> I think we can skip the next question because, I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all just answered it pretty well. Sam included. <laughs> um, so some verses that I have for this is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your your hearts and your minds... <laughs> Christ Jesus, that one was hard apparently, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you, and this is one of my favorite verses guys, so I can't mess it up, it says Isaiah forty one ten. it says, so do not fear for I am with you, do not be dismayed for I am your God, I will strengthen you and help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I like this next one, too. It says, Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. It says, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Yeah. Okay. So do y'all have anything else you would like to add? Concerning how you face your Goliaths. Well, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So, kind of um,
0: relating it back to those verses, like the last last year we went on a mission trip, and it was our fir- it was my first mission trip ever, and so I had no idea what to expect, and I was super nervous because I was like, "What are we gonna do? I don't know. I'm not prepared." I was so anxious about it but by the end of it I didn't I didn't want to leave I had built um, closer relationship with the youth and the people and the other people that were on the trip as well and so I've thought about it I was like God never leads you astray so why do we have so much doubt that he will and so I have to like um, remember those situations where I was like I was so anxious and I was so nervous because I was like what would they think? I don't know. I'm going to embarrass myself maybe. And so it's just remembering that God always has you. He's always going to um, turn your situation for good no matter
2: what you think. I mean, that's pretty much it. You yeah. <laughs> pretty much summed it up. <laughs> Ditto. So,
1: Ditto. <you> know. <laughs> Um, in closing, I'm just going to sum these uh, points back up because I feel like this is something that we struggle with every day. So if you're taking notes, this is a good time. <laughs> so um, our first point was accepting ourselves for who we are. We are made in God's image and should embrace who we are as a creation of Christ. Our second was realizing that there is a real enemy. That Satan is real and he is constantly dragging us down and telling us lies about ourselves by feeding on our own weaknesses and insecurities. Our third was coming together as the body of Christ. We are not created to be alone and we must come together and help each other fight their spiritual battles through encouragement, wisdom, and love. And then our fourth one was putting God at the front of the battlefield. God is the only one who can conquer your fears and bring you peace. By putting God in the lead during your spiritual battles and at all times, everything will follow in place behind it. So, at this time, let's give it up for our wonderful panelists. So at this time, we're going to bow our heads and close our eyes. And I'm going to go ahead and invite the prayer team up. So maybe you are trying to face your Goliath right now, but you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord. If that's you, we're going to pray this prayer together, together as a church. So please repeat after me. Dear Lord. Thank you for fighting our battles. I accept that I can't do this on my own. I believe that you are my Lord and personal Savior. Do what you will. Thank you, Lord. In his name. Amen. All right. So if you are one of those wonderful new people, um I would like you to fill out the communication card in the seat behind, in front of you. And we will tell you what to do with it in a moment. But for now, um, I'm just going to ask you all to stand and we're going to praise the Lord one more time.
0: We hope you were blessed by today's message. If so,
3: feel free to pay it forward and share this podcast with someone else. Thanks for listening.